Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. So today we're going to talk about your capacity for things going well in your life and maybe the discomfort that comes with mostly everything going well, things being good, there not being any need for anxiety or working through something or worry and the discomfort that that brings. So the other day I saw this girl post on Instagram and she makes mocktails, right? So like regular cocktails, no, she makes mocktails. So it doesn't have alcohol. And actually she uses amazing ingredients that are good for you. Very exciting. I wanna try one of her recipes soon. I don't know, I don't remember the Instagram at the moment. She, in one video, was talking about how she was an alcoholic. And one of the things that helped her get through her alcoholism is learning to be okay with the discomfort of things going well in her life and there not needing to be any drama. And since I since I heard that 60 second TikTok, my life has changed and that's why I bring the, I'm bringing this message to you. It's a message I already understood, but I got it in a deeper and practical level in my life. Things are going freaking great for me. Like, I'm so grateful. I have um, more money than I've ever had. I have, like, I'm projected. Like, I'm very fine and secure financially. I'm in an amazing coaching program. And I have, I feel like I have so much support of, like, business women that help me with all the technical stuff, the mindset stuff. I'm in an incredible relationship. Um, I've lost 30 pounds um, even like habits that I thought like I really needed to shake off, I'm looking back and I'm like, oh my God, I shook them off. So there is so much peace and goodness in my life right now. I'm, I'm, there's a lot of creativity flowing, new things I'm creating. And I've been allowing myself to be with the discomfort that comes with that. And I don't, and not, not many people talk about this. Like, what about when you do reach the dream? What about when everything is going well. Now, even if not everything's perfect in your life, remember what you focus on expands. I could just as easily sit here and maybe tell you everything that's wrong in my life. I don't have it very present right now because I practice so much focusing on everything that goes right. Side note here, I remember listening to Brooke Castillo's podcast and she would always talk about how wonderful her husband was She's now divorced, so, but back many years. Um, and women would con constantly ask her, like, oh, like, or maybe tell her, like, well, you're lucky. Your husband's incredible. Mine is, like, a pain in the ass and kind of hard to work with. Got Brooke when she said, like, listen, guys, I focus on what I want to expand. So I sit here and I tell you amazing things about my husband. And yes, he is amazing. And it's also because that's what I focus on. I'm not giving so much thought and attention to what I don't like, let alone not sharing that either. Obviously, there's a time and place for everything. I do talk through things with my therapist, my mom, if I need to, not always. Um, I'm very selective with who and where and when I work through the stuff that I don't like in my life. Um, and of course, I work through it. It's not just completely ignoring it. Although sometimes I do completely ignore circumstances and just focus on what I want to create. 
because the circumstances don't matter. They're a creation of past thoughts, past stuff that went on. I now have power in the present and for what's, com what's coming forward. Anyway, so yes, what you focus on expands. My life is going pretty great. If you start focusing on what is going great in your life, that is going to expand. Um, but what I wanted to say is even when not everything was, you know, spark as amazing as it is now. I mean, I'm coming on like three years saying that my life is amazing. So I'm definitely seeing a pattern with um, the way I'm thinking and what it's creating. But anyway, even if not everything is amazing or not most things, you always have the opportunity to expand your capacity to feel good and to receive. It's amazing this idea of expanding your capacity for pleasure and feeling good. And how do you expand your capacity for pleasure, for good feelings, for feeling good? What you do is you literally practice it. So next time you are feeling good, notice how it feels in your body and allow that sensation, invite it and see for how long you can be with it. Usually at, the, at first, it's a few seconds. It's like the capacity to feel good. It's a few seconds and then you got to go back to feeling bad. And there's a whole book on this. It's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I've read it about three or four times. I actually picked it up yesterday and started reading again because it really, it reminds me of, first of all, as humans, how we have not really practiced this or developed this yet. Our capacity for things going well for long periods of time. Um, the author in the book, he actually talks about how he discovered this, which he calls the upper limit. And he says he had just finished a work meeting talking with a friend uh, from work. And they were so like he was just felt so accomplished, so great about everything he's done. And then he goes back to his office. He sits down and suddenly he starts worrying about his daughter who was at camp worrying that she's having a bad time she's being alone so he calls the camp and the lady's like no your daughter's fine like i'm watching her play volleyball right now laughing with her friends like everything's good so he hangs up the phone and he sits back in his chair and he's like what just happened i was feeling great and accomplished from work enjoying those good feelings and then suddenly my brain started sending me images or something of my daughter to start worrying and then he realized it's almost like he was hitting his limit his capacity for feeling good feeling accomplished feeling great feeling that pleasure and then so anyway the book is amazing and even if you don't read it this podcast is enough of an invitation for you to start expanding your capacity to feel good and also start being okay with the discomfort that can come from things going well. What a fun conversation, right? I, it's one of the reasons I love the book. It's just like, this isn't about like maybe getting rid of the problems. He goes to the other extreme. It's like, no, 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 no. How much goodness can you have instead of trying to deal with the bad? Um, obviously with balance. But um, anyway, it's actually also great because you can also... Maybe things that used to worry you or bring you down, you can now start recognizing as, huh, 
I can see that I am now limiting how much time I want to feel good and at what intensity and how much I allow myself to feel good. Um, and I've, it looks like I've hit an upper limit because I'm worrying about something. I've talked about this on my podcast before. Worry is only useful if you can immediately do something about it or you can like schedule something to be done about it. If you have no control over it, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It is an upper limit. Thank you for sharing. We don't need you right now. I recognize I am limiting my capacity for feeling good in this moment. And I'm going to look and, and then and I invite you to start practicing and doing activities that feel good, that are pleasurable. You want to have that cake? Enjoy it. Savor it. Be with it. Now, the thing here, it's like, whoa, Sabrina, but if I allow myself to have all the cake I want, um, I'm like, it's going to be bad for me and blah, blah, blah. Yes, here, I think intuition plays a big part, um, especially with food. I notice there is a point where I am absolutely enjoying it and it is lovely and it is an experience. And there is a point where I'm full or my body does not want that much sweet at the moment and I'm not really wanting it. And there the situation becomes heavy and it's no longer this lovely, pleasurable experience. It's more like me going against what I want to do and the, the situation is no longer pleasurable. So don't do that. Don't do things that... um you're feeling well actually if you're feeling guilty about pleasure that's another thing to work through uh yeah this is i think it's growing up in many ways in school in religious institutions in many in many ways we're kind of structured to be like wait 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 you you better limit how much pleasure you have you better not have that much it is bad and there is guilt and shame put around it um i recently i recently learned what shame is Shame is fear of being disconnected to everyone else, being singled out, being wrong, being weird, being bad, being disconnected. And why is being disconnected so scary? Because um, we are social creatures and there is a part of us and our brain and ourselves truly believes we need to stay with the pack, not stand out too much or else a lion is going to get us or we're going to be in, in, in trouble. We can't fend for ourselves. Nowadays, with so much safety, so much beauty, it's like we are ready to move past that. Maybe I can stand out. Maybe I can stand away from the pack. And maybe I can simply acknowledge the part of me, the ego, that is afraid to stand out and to be disconnected and tell it, hey, it's okay. I hear you. But we are safe and we can do this anyway. We don't have to feel shame about it. And if we do, we can work through it. It's uh, My life isn't actually in danger. You know, I feel like some people want to have YouTube channels so bad or do certain things. This happens to me too, creating certain content. Um, it's like I get so caught up in the fear and the shame and the worry. And I can remind myself, hey, Sabri, like you wanting to post that vlog, it's not going to kill you if some people think it's dumb or cringy or it gets little views. And I love you and I invite you to do it anyway and express yourself. I know good things come at the other end of it. All right. So that's the podcast for today. This is an invitation for you to start, number one, expanding your capacity for feeling good. How do you do that? The next time you are feeling good, 
even if it's just, by the way, you can always find a part of you that feels good in this moment. There's always, you're never going to be a hundred percent feeling awful. There is a balance. So just so you know, you have access to it in this very moment. And you can even ask a question, ask and you shall receive. Hey body, where do I feel good right now? Or you can even just ask yourself in general, what part of me feels good? And you go to that part and you allow it to be, you give it space. I even send it more energy, allow it to expand. Let that sensation, let those feelings grow. And you're going to find it interesting because you're going to see that you can probably only do it for a few seconds. And that's okay. Um, I remember when I first started practicing this, I literally could only do about 30 seconds. And then it got to be more and then a minute, two minutes. And now I'm continuing this practice. So start to expand your capacity for feeling good. One more concept I want to throw in here before the second point wrapping up this podcast The book, The Big Leap, talks about how we kind of have a thermostat for this. I believe I've talked about this in other episodes, but it's always it's always a good reminder, I feel. So it's like a thermostat. How does the thermostat work in a room? You set it at a certain temperature. If it gets cold, the heater turns on so that the room remains at a certain temperature. If it gets hot, the AC turns on, the air conditioning, so that the room cools off and it stays at this temperature. So your capacity for feeling good and having good emotions is kind of like this thermostat. So if you exceed it, your brain may want to throw worry at you, remind you of negative things. Um, Some people get physically sick in their bodies, anything to bring this 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 mood back to being regulated not too good not too bad maybe some people have it set at more negative so they're used to feeling bad most of the time why do we want to feel good it's just way more fun way more creativity flows you are way more of a contribution to yourself and the world and i just absolutely recommend it how do you begin to move this thermostat up you start to recognize when you are trying to bring yourself down. Worry is a big one. It's a very big one. Worry and guilt. Worry, remember, it's only useful if in the moment you can do something about it or you can schedule something to be done and then that's it. You don't keep worrying. It is done. If you cannot control it, you can literally say, oh, I've hit an upper limit. Let it go and look somewhere and start to ask yourself, where do I feel good right now? And focus on that feeling and expand it, feel it more. So fun. And then guys, for guilt, just so you have a reference. Guilt is you realizing you did something that was out of alignment for you. Now, it could be actual alignment with your being, Or it could be something that you've been programmed to think that is wrong. Either way, with guilt, this is what you want to do. Recognize if there's something that you did that you don't align with. And then just make a plan moving forward. Or just think, okay, I see that I did this. It didn't work. It didn't feel good. Got it. I'll do something different next time. Maybe this is what I'll do. Or I'm going to contemplate it. That's it. Guilt has value for you for about three seconds 
just to realize something is off. And then, honey, baby, you have every right in the freaking world to let it go. Get that guilt, flick it, get it off your shoulder, flick it off, say goodbye, don't need you anymore. There is no use for you spending any more seconds feeling guilt. It will, and also feeling guilt is you avoiding your power in the present moment to make any difference by dwelling on the past where you have no power. Feeling guilty does not help you or anyone else prolonged guilt. It is good. Guilt and worry are okay. Like they are indicators like, oh, maybe there's something in the future that I should take care of now or something that needs my attention. And that's it. We don't spend any more time being worried. We go back to feeling good. And with guilt, again, okay, I did something that maybe isn't aligned with me. That's it. I don't spend another minute feeling bad about it. You don't need to keep feeling bad about it. You can recognize you don't want to do that anymore or you need to look into it and that's it. You don't need to keep feeling bad because, again, you maybe think it's productive to feel bad. You maybe think it's good. No, it's not helping you. It's not helping anyone else. It is just disempowering you. And what's floating in my mind is this idea that, um, oh, but I, I have to feel bad so that I don't do it again. Mm, no, who does that belong to? When did you learn that? Is that really practical? Do we, in the empowered life that we're choosing, I don't think that really fits into the agenda. The second point we talked about in this podcast to wrap it up is allow yourself to be with the discomfort of things going so well. And not needing to cause drama, not needing to find something new to worry about, not needing to find something to feel guilty about. Allow yourself to be with the good feelings and be with everything going well. All right, guys, that is it for today's podcast. I am going to leave an email in the description if you, if you guys want to send me any emails, ask me questions, to explain something, to expand on something or any personal issue you you have that you want some empowerment around, maybe some inspiration, some freedom, some space, send me an email. I absolutely love conversating with you guys, reading the emails, and having this dialogue with you. And I hope you accept the invitation to expand your capacity to feel good. Obviously, this has so many benefits, um, but I'll end this one here. Los quiero mucho. Mwah. See you.